0: I practice what I preach, and I preach sex, boys and girls, hallelujah. Beautiful men and women, beautiful youth, even beautiful sex. God created boys and girls able to have children by about the age of 12 years of age. God, now he's going to advocate child and sex. He's going to advocate child rights. This Children of God publication has a chapter called My Little Fish, which shows photos of children in suggestive poses. Here the caption reads, that come hither look. There are also photos of children together and with adults. Is there a mole riding, uh, thou shalt conduct incest? He, his writings point to it. Yes, they do. He has writings where he has uh, definitely said it's okay. These children devoted to the cult know all about its practices, including the religious prostitution, which until last year was advocated by Berg to win new disciples. John, in terms of flirty fishing, do you think it works? Is it a good idea?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've heard of over... About 100 of our conferences were one over flirty fishing. One of the only ways to get into their heart and to really show them the real love of God was to get in bed with them and to really share their hearts with them.
0: And April, do you think as you got older, you would have been asked to do flirty fishing?
1: Of course not. You
0: volunteered to. Would you do it? Of course. To bring someone in to make another believer, it's worth it to you? Yes. Of course, not only did April's religious leader advocate this practice, so does her own father. Now, so, what about flirty fishing? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about flirty fishing. Well, it's It's nothing new. It's something that God has been trying to get his love across to men for thousands of years. And we feel that if manufacturers of automobiles and motorcycles can use sex as advertising, then why can't God use sex? And what's wrong with sex? 2020 also asked Richard about My Little Fish. That's the chapter in the cult publication, which shows children in sexual poses with each other and with adults. It's just a a piece of uh, educational material, and we've learned many things through the years of child care, taking care of children. It's actually um, fun to watch a child, in, in, in this case, experience life.
1: My dad got the terminology from fishing,
0: what Jesus said in the Bible, to go out and fish for men, and so she was going to use the women to fish for the men, to bring the men to the kingdom of God through flirting. Only the flirting was more than flirting,
1: it was actually, you know, religious prostitution.
2: Welcome everybody. It is time again to go down the rabbit hole. It's good to have you along. I'm Big D. I'm Brandon Valentine. And it's good to be all here together. And hopefully you're safe and sound and you had a great week. And um, we've appreciated all the emails that you've been sending to us. You can reach out to us at downtherh at protonmail.com. Downtherh at protonmail.com. And uh, we're setting up a list in case we get censored, in case we get pulled, because they are coming after podcast, and they're coming after uh, lots of content that they don't like. And so far, we've flown under the radar, and they haven't really uh, dinged us or anything, but we never know. So should that happen, and should we go down in podcast form, what we'll do is we will Record our show as normal on Sunday nights from 8 to 9 Pacific Coast Time on nwczradio.com channel 1. And if you want to be on that list, we will send you the, the MP3 version. And we know you have a myriad of choices, lots of places that you could be, lots of other people you could be listening to, lots of things you could be watching, and the fact that you choose to spend some moments with us, we are very, very appreciative Yes. Because, um, I mean, we do this because we love it, and we do this. We put it out there, and we don't charge, and we will never charge, and we're not. We don't put advertising up, so we're not doing it for a financial gain. But it's always nice to know that your work is being appreciated, and so we appreciate the kind words, and we appreciate all the those of you who have signed up for uh, the email should things go sideways, and a lot of the suggestions. I, we we love having conversations with you guys, what you thought about the topic. You know, suggestions for topics, or have we seen this, or what our oh, opinion yeah. is on that, and that's
1: that's always great to to have a dialogue. It is. It's good because we want to know what you guys want to hear, and especially for like the the midweek episodes. I mean, a lot of times for the midweek episodes, that's what's great about them. We can kind of do whatever we feel like, and I, I love I love to get you know ideas from the listeners to know what you want to know about. Because sometimes it's something I want to know about.
2: Right, because the midweek episodes, we can, we can zero target you know, a little more than our broad show, which is what this is. We, we go in a little broader topics. Yeah. So we don't knuckle down into the, the deep details. And I, I will echo what I said on this last midweek podcast. We're getting a lot of requests to uh, examine that, uh, the movement that is the uh, letter before R. Yes. And we do want to do that. But that is a really hot trigger thing right now, and I just me personally, because I've actually followed as an observer that movement, have seen so many channels from YouTube disappear, th- uh, podcasts off of Apple and Spotify, ever anything associated with that letter has been banished to other platforms, and it becomes a huge hassle for those that are involved in you know putting them out there, mm-hmm. and so. We will get
1: there. And what's interesting is it's either for and against. Doesn't matter if you just I mean, put that letter. You put that letter in. You're automatically banned. And I've seen a couple where there was ones that I've used to listen to for research on these these things where they've posted an, an episode about that, and all of a sudden the whole podcast just disappears. Right. Not they will deplatform people. you. Not not just that rate. or the, that the whole uh, that, thing. That that, that episode. The whole plot. The whole right. thing.
2: You're blown up. So we don't want to do that because we have lots of we you know we have topics galore that we want to explore. And what we're currently in is the Cult series. And yes. we're at the end of it and we have two more episodes. So we have this episode and, and next week we're going to conclude it all and then we'll we'll probably do some we'll probably dive into some singular topics before we go into another series cuz um we've got a lot of singular topics that we want to go into. Yeah. But so we've been last week. We talked about the children of God, the uh, the movement, and just how disturbing yes. that it is. And they're now called the International Family. Uh, the Family International. Family International. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Inter- Family International, and they are still active. They still they, they have a, a website. They have a social media presence. They have chapters around the world. And if you see them anywhere around you, now they're they will they're they're denying that any of this ever happened. They've whitewashed and scrubbed
1: out uh, a lot of the teachings that most things they have they, said. They deny it to a point, but they also do say that yes, some of this happened. That, well, they have to admit flirty fishing. Yeah, that that David Berg made mistakes, and they that they that's have, about as far as they go. They they have moved away from his teachings that were not. Right, whatever. the
2: sexual teachings. Yeah,
1: the sexual teaching. They moved away from those, which you can't. No, you can't. You can't. And well, it's one of those things. I mean, not to you know. I mean, I guess whatever to to compare this to you know Mormonism, but really it's like Mormons with the with the you know. The polygamy. 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 It's where a lot of people are like, oh, they don't believe in polygamy. No, 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 They have it in their rules that says we will follow the rules of the land, and as soon as it became illegal in the U.S., right. they, had they to stopped it doing it. Right. But if you go to any other country where it's legal, that is totally fine according to the Mormons. You can have multiple wives. I, I have problems keeping up with well, one, but...
2: The, uh the Family Internationals does still uh, admit to the fact that they practice open marriages yeah. within the group, and, yeah, within the group, within the group, yeah, obviously, but because um they, they can't you know, they can't deny all of it but the, but the problem is is that there was so much damage done, and there's still people who are you know trotting along with this cult who were a part of the flirty fishing days, who were part of the incest days, who were part of the the days of uh sex with minors that um. Just because they say it doesn't happen now doesn't mean it didn't happen and, and the effects are still there. And this guy, this David Berg, they still follow his teachings. They think they are right up there akin with Jesus. Uh, anything and everything he says was, is basically his gospel. They still have all the Mo letters. They have the, the, the book of Davidito, and, they, and they've just edited them in, in, to a certain degree. However, there's a, there's a group out there, and they are, they're called um, the X Family. Yeah. And they have a website called xfamily.org, which we will put in the links today. And it is a rabbit hole that is unbelievable. It's yes. a rabbit hole that's fascinating, but it's also a rabbit hole that is extremely disturbing. It is. And you can find. I've spent hours, hours on this thing. You can find uh, audio clips of long sermons of Berg. You can find all the Mo letters uh, PDF files where you can uplift, upload, and you can actually read them all. See all of the the crazy drawings. Pretty much everything that we're telling you is all there. It's all there still to see. And that that therein is their biggest problem. That it's, well, yeah, uh, that, was... that a lot of these ex members kept all these things, and they have uh, created this website, and you can go to it and you can see pretty much everything.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's actually one of the things. One of the reasons we know so much about them is that their ex members kept. These and they were, they, they've documented them now, showing that you know, the ex members put these all up saying, Look, this, this is what they're trying to tell you didn't happen. This is what they're trying to hide from you when they're saying this didn't happen and denying that it ever existed. No, here's the proof, yeah.
2: and proof it is. So, again, just a real quick warning that uh, this is not for the kiddies. This is don't have the children involved today. Um, if you are sensitive to sexual abuse or certain sexual topics probably not for you either because it's going to get graphic and not because we're trying to be uh, titillating or trying to be shocking it just it is what it is yes you, we have if you want to know the full scope of these these people you're going to you have to dive into the just the disturbing aspects of this group and i still contend and and I'm look I don't know every cult that's ever existed on the world in the world around the world but of the ones that I know and I've studied a lot of them I think to this day this is the most damaging cult
1: we've ever seen worldwide. Yes. And I know a lot of people you know will deny that and they'll say no look at Jonestown. Jonestown was damaging in the absolutely fact It was cuz I mean 900 people died. Um And all those and a lot of kids and a lot of kids and everyone that you know didn't die and the families they were hurt they were yes that is tragic it is horrible but if you look at what these the children of God did they didn't kill no they didn't kill anybody but they messed up. And, generations of people. Yes, generations. I mean, the, with how many people that it's assumed? If you really read into everything they've done in the research, it's thousands of children were at their height. At their height, were at sexually, the height, they yes. claim
2: they claimed that they were about a hundred thousand strong around the world.
1: So, if and you, preaching if, at their height was when he was preaching that you're supposed to touch children. Oh yeah, they were they were and they, your own kids. They were made for
2: that. You're supposed it, to introduce yeah. them. So at their height, so let's just take it, the years leading up to it, all the people that came and went at the heights 100,000 and then bringing it down to wherever it currently is and you can't get stats on how no. many people are in it now. I assume it's much 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 smaller. But let's just let's just guesstimate that it's between 3 and 500,000 total of the people who came and went through this movement worldwide. And then let's let's just by proxy of there were people who were early, people who were late. Let's just take the middle section. So let's say 3 300 to 350 were involved at the height of this when it was free love, free sex, flirty fishing, all this stuff was going on and many of them caught AIDS. Many of these kids yep. were sexually assaulted. Many there was incest running rampant. And that does not go away. Yeah. You live with that, and it affects generations. It affects kids, kids, yes. kids, 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 kids.
1: Yeah, and because it it messes with people's heads, which causes them to. How would they
2: have a? How uh, would you come
1: out of this and be able to have a relationship? Yeah, it, it makes a ripple effect that goes for years and for right. generations. I mean, in anything. Once next week, when we talk about Ricky, yeah, that's going to be that's 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 going to be a tough. tough one, and that's They're one all that tough. really shows. How much this this one kid that was supposed to be the one, the, the golden child? He
2: was the he was the heir to the throne.
1: Yeah, and how much they messed him
2: up? Yeah, it's really sad. So we're, today we're gonna zero in on, and we're gonna talk about the leader. We're gonna we're gonna hyper focus on David Berg. David Berg was a sob of the highest order,
1: a sick sob.
2: He was a very very sick person. He in his young life, and we don't you know he was he was born in like uh nineteen nineteen evil. and in oakland california his his parents were some traveling preachers charismatic- like real charismatic like they did healing services, and for the time they were pretty controversial because they were out of the the structure of the i'll just say mainline denominational churches, so they would set up tents. They, yeah, they, they were the tent revivals. They yeah, the, they didn't operate. They they wouldn't show up at a church and do a revival. They would set up across town and have a tent and tell you how bad the churches were and that they were here to tell you the truth and they could heal you and it,
1: and it was a big yeah, it was a big tent revival. Yeah, and I mean that was his parents and his grandfather was even a preacher. So I mean this was, right, it was it went back a ways. Yeah, it went back a couple of generations of that were all preachers, all you know religious people, which I think is kind of what's is this, Sickest part about all this. Well, and I
2: think He's perverted it. Oh yeah, they, it was awful. Part of the thing was his. So let's go in a timeline. So his, mo, his, so his dad and his mom were doing this. His his dad basically quit, and the, and then he passed away. And so then David Berg, as a young, he was young, he started traveling around with his mom. She picked up the mantle. And for
1: about 14 years Well, from some of the stuff more, I read, it wasn't really that she picked it up. I think they both were preachers. She was actually, from most of the stuff I read, was actually more successful than the husband most of the time. Right. But they kind of did it together at the end, towards the end. Yeah, so starting
2: in the 30s, his mom, Virginia, she went back into ministry and exclusively took David along with her. And for about 10 years, he acted as her chauffeur, song leader, and basically doing a lot of the administration work of her ministry, so to say. Yeah. He does claim, he, he did, Berg did claim that he was physically abused at one time by a German nurse and sexually
1: abused by a Mexican babysitter when he was three. I don't know how he would remember that. Well, one of the things that I read was it said that from the age of three till he was a little bit older, I think it was something that maybe was, in his words, was passed down as a, a family story, where the babysitter was fired because she she was caught. She would put him to sleep every day for his nap um, with a little sucky Hmm. and once mom caught her at one point. Well, that would explain why, yeah. that would explain a lot of stuff that he did later on. Yes, and that's and that was one of the things. That was one of his explanations that this is what happened to me, and it worked so well for me to be able to calm me down and put me to sleep. <laughs> oh,
2: jeez. Uh, so anyway, so Berg then, he also at one point, he claims that while he was in church or at one of the revival <laughs> meetings or something, there was a, a, a pastor's son who sat next to him and whispered to him during the service instructions on how to masturbate. Yeah. And that, in, that intrigued him. He, was, he wasn't aware of this. So, one of the, so he started masturbating. He became actually a chronic,
1: chronic well, masturbator. And that's one of the things that was interesting because I, I read that story, but then there's stories supposedly that he'd been a chronic masturbator from the time he was... Right, there's a lot like, of
2: misgiving. Yeah. A lot, but I, if you do the chronal, it does make a little more sense, you know. And maybe this guy, maybe I don't know. But anyway, that's his story. There is the story that he tells about how he got caught <coughs> masturbating. <laughs> he got there's Rocky the Wonder Dog in the studio. He got caught masturbating one time by his mom, and she, and of course, he's embarrassed. He's a kid. She makes him finish in front of his dad. Yeah. While they sat there and watched. And he doesn't say they mocked or ridiculed or just, uh, they just he they
1: she made him finish in front of his dad. Put yourself in those shoes. And it's one of the things that they actually say too, that uh they, they think that part that might be one of the things in his brain that made him be- really cross that line of Sex with family members, like no, he didn't actually have sex with them, but they were in the room. And I mean, not to sound bad, would you be able to finish to completion while your dad no. in the watching you, and your no. mom and dad are like watching? No, no. I think at that point it would be like, yeah. And I don't think I'd be able to get it up for a week. So I assume they sat there and they
2: just, you know, I don't. He, he again, he doesn't. He didn't recount whether they goaded him or whether they. No, they just they, 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 they were just there. watched, and he had to finish. So he had to obviously disassociate and go into some other level, and I'm not saying this to feel bad for the guy. No, we're just telling you the straight facts as to how he says it went down.
1: Now tell the story about where he's on tour with his mom. Oh, that one, and oh, I wish I had it. I had, it. I found it one time, and then I couldn't find it again in the mo letters where he actually writes a mo letter about this. Yes, um, that he's on tour with his mom, and one night something happened. They had to stop. In a hotel they weren't expecting, or something, somehow they were in a hotel where there was one bed, and apparently, this wasn't normal. So, they went to bed with a hotel room with one bed, the heat wasn't working, they were sleeping next to each other, and his mom cuddled up to him and if you listen to the the his like read the mo letter where he's writing about this it is really disgusting about how oh he was oh she was wrapped her legs it might have been maternal but oh it felt so and then he's there with a heart on yeah and then he's like and i immediately got raging hard i mean all this and it's like and if i would have been a little more bold bold maybe i could have you know pleased her and myself and like it goes on and on about basically how much he's he's upset with himself for not taking his mother right there
2: yeah and in fact in in later on in the mo letters he does dist- he does confess several times that one of his greatest res- regrets in life cuz this is when he's cuz he did become impotent <laughs> towards the later part yeah. of life and Thankfully. so he became a voyeur basically he just loved to watch his uh his People around him have yeah. sex he loved sex pictures videos, videos. Uh, of the members they would send him videos that became his thing but yeah, he did some con- of those are, mm,
1: I haven't seen the videos but audio from some of the videos
2: oh I've seen the videos of the little kid
1: it's awful oh I just saw, I heard audio I never found the actual video I found I heard audio of them talking about like one of the girls masturbating and basically saying "I love you father as she she stick around
2: after the show I'll pull it up Oh awesome. I've seen it it not not that i'm happy about it yeah but it's there and the little girls doing the sarong dances in uh just totally disgusting but he does confess that one of his biggest regrets in life was that he did not uh, have sex with his mom yeah and i think that also was a driving i believe he lived vicariously through kids with with that regret Do you know what i'm saying yes he wasn't able to do it, so he's going to allow everybody else to do it because he does he, he was convinced it would have been great and it would have been great for him. Yes. And so it should be great for everybody else. Now at some point in uh, 1944, he actually gets married to a ga- a lady named Jane, and the, she becomes known as Queen Jane, eventually. And they kind of wander around. He went from like uh, he was in Florida. He was here, and he was in Arizona, and then he ended up at uh, Fred Jordan's Texas Soul Clinic in Western Texas. And so he started this sort of kind of a uh, kind of a little commune type thing, but it wasn't going the way he wanted. And so, and the people in Texas were a little too conservative for him. So he jetted out with his wife and now he has two daughters to the coast. They go to Huntington Beach in and in 1968 is when they started this organization called Teens for Christ, which then of course
1: later became known as the Children of God, the Family of Love, the Family. Yeah, and that's a whole bunch of different names. The Family International. Well the one thing you didn't mention too is he did try to be a normal minister. Yeah, he did. He I I think and we talked about that last week a little bit, but it was more. And this is one thing that I found that they don't mention a lot, unless you read it and other things. It was basically the draft, the to, to so he didn't have to go to World War II, right? Because he became a consci- What is it? Conscientious objector. Yeah, conscientious objector, and became a minister,
2: which, which code word for a wussy. Yeah, so they, he didn't they, object to it. He just this dude was the biggest. Oh, he went, yeah patsy yes on the planet. He
1: was the biggest patsy pervert. And how anybody followed him is beyond me. Well, yeah, and he was sent to a fa- or to a, to Arizona where he got kicked out. Yeah. for alleged you know sexual misconduct, which actually there's nothing that actually says that. That's what everyone assumes. Right. He, when asked, he told everyone they kicked him out because he would not, um, they would not let him let the uh, Native Americans right. into the services. Which was there's no record of that. There's no record of any of it. Yeah.
2: But he did get canned. And, and then he went to another church for a little while. He got canned from there, and so he decided to do his uh, you know, like his parents, the street ministry, yep. uh, revival and that's stuff. That's when he joined
1: Fred Jordan. Yeah. Them,
2: yeah, And and that didn't work out. So then he left and he went to Huntington Beach. Now, one of the things that was going on in, uh, that we know about, obviously, in those the late '60s, was there was the hippie movement. There was the, all kind of movements were going. On, the Jesus People movement. Uh, there was. Unrest everywhere, lots of stuff going on. And one of the things that Berg basically evoked was um, this idea that they were rebels. They were the real rebels. And he said, quote, we are the true lovers of peace and love and truth and beauty and God and freedom. Whereas you, our parents, are on the brink of destroying and polluting all of us and our world if we do not rise up against you in the name of God and try to stop you, which was a very popular theme at the, of the day. That was a very, very popular, uh, well, you know, that's I was... what you know, Woodstock was about. So he basically fused, he tried to fuse, I'll just say Christianity
1: or Bible, the Bible with this hippie movement. And it seems like that was a lot where he, like, He failed a lot because the one thing you got to figure when this is all happening, he's in his 50s. Yeah. So he failed a lot. This was his last chance. Yeah, All of a sudden in his 50s, he suddenly realized, hey, how do I get these? Oh, let's go after the hippies. And basically, we have to give them uh, an enemy. So we're going to go after the man.
2: Right. And here, this is a former, uh, there's a gal named Judy, and she was actually a former beauty queen. Who joined the group for a while in 69, and she and I found this quote. She said, When somebody says they're speaking for God, which Berg did, see, that's always a sign of a that's that's a surefire sign of a cult member. When they supposedly speak on behalf of God, they get messages from God, they they you know, they they've got a special word from God, they are Jesus, whatever. That's what he was espousing, that God was talking to him. And she says. When somebody says they're speaking for God, your critical thinking skills shut down, which is something we talk about often on this program. You have to keep your critical thinking skills sharp, because you will sometimes, you know, if you don't do your research and you don't look into things and ask the right questions, your critical thinking skills can shut down. She says uh, at the age of 20, that quote, "God is the ultimate power trip over people's minds, and Berg had a completely hypnotic way about him. Which is really weird because and, and i I have to think there were a lot of drugs and stuff involved in the early days because I watch his stuff there's nothing hypnotic about it. He comes off as almost like a a real like i, I don't know just quiet um he doesn't have like a he doesn't have an authoritative voice no he he's not overly you know like um how would i say it overly emphatic in his speech he doesn't seem to be super smart and so i i don't know i i i because early on when they started they started their little communes they they had a they had strict rules against you know public displays displays of affection kissing holding hands sex and all this they were quite strict on that stuff so i don't know i'm not sure where you know, early on, where
1: people what they saw in this guy, but they did. They did. And a lot of it, too, is like, seems like when he finally did it in his 50s was when they moved to Huntington Beach. And one thing, when they moved to Huntington Beach, that's where his mom had retired to. So yes. he was going to, to live with his mom. And there's stories that I've read in a couple places where they talk about basically she'd already kind of had, not really, she was preaching kind of to the, the hippies, but maybe. She actually detested him. Well, but it was kind of one of those things from one of the things that I read where she was giving them, like, peanut butter sandwiches that got them all to come, basically. Right. And would bring them with peanut butter sandwiches and then preach to them, trying to get them, because she detested him trying to save them. Right. And have them find God. And then when Berg showed up, he started doing that with her. And then she died pretty soon after, after they moved there. And then that became kind of his... His opening, once mom was gone, he had nobody to answer to, and he could do what he wanted. Well,
2: another f- early follower said that Bert convinced himself and us that he was the greatest man who ever lived, second to Jesus. You did things his way, or you were out. No other options were allowed. You know, and, and again, the, this is what we see. We, we see this a lot in we do. cults where it's just, our way or the highway. Yeah. And so I think a lot of these kids were wanting to get out of society but they were also lacking structure because they became so willy-nilly with their lives
1: yeah and then I think a lot of it too is where he got got lucky he came in towards the tail end of the hippie movement right so a lot of these people were they were burnt out on the hippie movement a lot of them were were burnt out on the and it just you know, the free love and everything, which I think we mentioned in the first episode, how free love can actually be very, very dangerous. very dangerous. It's yeah, very not, dangerous. I mean, no. it's... Anyone who's been in a polyamorous relationship or anything like that, it's not the free love that you see in the movies and they talk about in the 60s. There's a lot of structure and everything else to that. Not that I've been... I have yeah, friends... Tell. That, I have, let's see. I have friends that have done this and, and been in, in these kind of things, and I am not. Um, my, my wife would never go for that which I'm fine with but I mean it's I'm well, fine with her the re- not going Well here's for the it, reality.
2: It, l- if you watch let's just say you watch a porn tape, right, where it's two couples going at it. Yeah. There's a director. Yes. Right? Telling you what to do. Yes. There's a there's a plot line, I mean, it's not much cuz they're just having sex yeah. obviously. But there's a beginning and an end, right? You come in at the beginning and you leave at some certain yes. point. But in real life there's no director. No. There's nobody telling you what to do. And you have to
1: live with the consequences of what happened. Well, and that's why most you people... You got to still see them on the street. Most people that I've talked to that are into those kind of lifestyles, there are like more rules involved in those to make it so that there aren't those issues <laughs> than there right. are in a normal relationship. There's so all sorts of insane rules. It's not oh. just you know the the free love that maybe we'll sees. have to go down that rabbit hole one day. It's like I said, I have a lot of uh, not a lot, but I have a <laughs> few friends that are into it, and it's just kind of like yeah, because I one of my friends I found out because his wife's like you know we're in a you know swinger group, a or swinger whatever. you know relationship, and I'm like that's cool, I'm not, lifestyle. So, I mean, you guys do your thing, but just know that me and my wife are not. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those. If you're into it, whatever. It's like, but from what I understand, there's a lot of rules. It always
2: reminds me of was it Christmas vacation or whatever when Randy Quaid shows up and, and he tells Clark that he and his wife are you know like, yeah, your wife's looking pretty good, Clark. <laughs> you know, you know, we do this
1: thing, and Clark punches him. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, because it's one of those. And I, the the free love movement. I mean, there was a lot of people. Because I mean, you know, if you really think about it, if you're really into a chick. But then all of a sudden, you know, you, you guys are having fun, you're doing whatever. And then all of a sudden, tomorrow, you see her screwing your best friend. Well, that's free love. There was a lot Deal of that. It.
2: There was a lot of that. So, anyway, as things rolled and as Berg start, started, um, as he started dominating the, the, this, this crew, this group, yes. and they'd grown to probably around you know, 150 to 200. April of 1969, a gal joined the group <clears throat> by the name of Zerby. Mm hmm. And um, what was yeah. her first? Karen. Karen, Karen Zerby. Zerby. And Karen Zerby is going to change everything. Oh, she is. As we She's we've all, still. She's the leader of the group yeah, right now. Yeah, she's the leader of
1: the group. She's still alive. Yep. And she's got to be old. I I'm, think she's in her 70s now. Yeah, Because sick. the thing is, he's in his 50, 50s at this point, or mid-50s, I think, and she's like 20. Yeah,
2: she's really young. And she... Um, as we've noted in a lot of cults, there is there's the figurehead. There's like the the, the person that everybody sees, yes. and then behind the scenes, there's usually somebody who's pretty nefarious, yes, who's actually pulling strings and putting whispering in the ear of the leader
1: and or puppeting them. And you do see that a lot. There's a lot of really interesting things where there's cults that you've seen, and like this person's horrible. Oh my god! And it's that figurehead, and then all of a sudden later on, you're like you, you go down the rabbit hole, and you're like. Oh, they really were just kind of a They were the Bogwan's prime yeah. example. The Bogwan really, I mean, if you really look at it, he's like the village idiot. It's a, yeah, he's a useful idiot. He's a useful idiot. He's Absolutely. a complete dunce. Like tiny, you know, I mean, yeah, no, he was no, used no IQ at all. And he was used. But he was the figurehead. What was her name? That, yeah, by Sheila. Sheila, yeah. So
2: anyway, so Zurbin joins and so obviously David Berg. Now, by this time, he's being—he's already starting to be called uh, King David, Father, Father David, Father David Moses, and he's got all these names going, and, and they're basically feeding his ego. And he—he has a shine for Karen Zerbe. Well, he's married and has two kids, and both of his daughters are in the group. Rumors are that he was having sex with one of them. She denies it. He denies it. But the, but the other daughter who left the group claims that she left the group because Berg wanted to have sex with her and she knew that he was already having sex with the sister yeah. who never left the group. So we don't know that for a fact, but putting the pieces together, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Now Karen (laughs) Zerby, she comes in. He starts having an affair with her. He basically takes her, takes her on as his uh, concubine or like an unofficial second wife, and they start this sort of the what they call a thruple
1: now. Yeah, they call. They didn't have that term at that time. No, and it's very weird that we go back. That goes back to the polyamory, the thruple. So it's, but the more you don't he be- know what that is. Yeah, it's not good
2: right. And the more he became obsessed with Zerby, the less he became, he, he cared for Queen Jane. And essentially, he basically just relegated her to a housewoman.
1: Yeah, which is interesting too, because there's a few times where, I mean, I guess it's one of those things he, he mentions this in one of his sermons in front of the whole group that basically Karen Zerby is now. The, the his main, his main squeeze, his main squeeze, basically, and this was news to his first wife. She hadn't even heard it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprise! And one of the daughters, the daughter that left, in an interview said that when she asked her, she's like, "What are you going to do?" And she's like, "What he says to do."
2: And here's the here's the odd thing. I did find this out that Karen Zerby claims, and you know, that she was a virgin. Yeah. When she joined the cult and Berg basically molded her. Right? So he groomed her, had sex with her. Obviously she's having sex with she thinks with God or Jesus or you know yeah. a prophet and and he molds her, which will which also makes sense knowing how she ended up. Yes. But anyway, so he he basically dumps his wife she lives there she's you know but she's nothing now and derby becomes the main focus and he starts he starts writing the mo letters he's writing these mo letters to the group and at first they're all about witnessing get
1: going out in the world love you know love everybody well part of the reason he started writing the mo letters was because he started becoming paranoid yeah. That people are after him, so he stopped doing as much in-person, you know... He eventually went into exile. Yeah, any in-person stuff. So he started just writing Mo letters to say, "Okay, here's my sermon. I'm just sending it to you. I'm not going to stand up and, and and preach it."
2: And some some of the Mo letters were audio tapes, and and but most of them were written in written form. And he started the Mo letters, which was a, a magazine kind of thing, and then he also started this thing, and it is called the uh oh, let me the True Comics. Yeah. True comics, which were sent out along with the Mo Letters, and uh <laughs> they were highly sexual. No, not at all. Highly, highly, highly sexual. Well, Zerby was behind a lot of this. <clears throat> Zerby was the one who started having she was she found out that she was bisexual. And Berg loved this. Oh, yeah. So if you were in the cult, if you were in the cult and you were a female, to get to get called in to have sex with Berg or share time with Berg, that was like one of the highest honors that you you could have, and to share it with him and Queen Zerby, she's now the queen, was like akin to going into heaven. You got attention. Here's the crazy thing: a lot of times they never went back to he. It, he would just keep them there. Yeah. And they became part of this, com- his own little commune of all these women. And he was really against gay sex. I mean, really oh, against yeah. home. But if you, were, if you were a woman, it was awesome. He was
1: against man on man. Man on man. Sex. Yes. But women all for it. Bring it on. Yeah, which is just, yeah, it's typical, typical religion. He, well, his claim was he said,
2: Quote, if you'll even take a look at Bible history, you'll make the shocking discovery that most of God's greats had oodles of wives, women, mm-hmm. mistresses, harlots, and what have you. And so that was his catalyst for turning love into sex. And according to him, he, he wrote this big, long, one of his Mo letter type things called The Devil Hates Sex,
1: <clears throat> But God Loves It. Which is crap. The devil loves sex,
2: and that se- and sex isn't a sin. Sex is the natural state, and it's for everybody. And you should not withhold from anybody. In fact, I listen. I I wish that we could play it, but it's too long. It's a long yeah. sermon that it, that he gave about how a relationship between a man and a woman should work. Right now, it wasn't. It was not a big deal that if the woman was tired, you just slap some Vaseline on there. And she could just lay back and you know, whatever. But if the man was tired, it was up to the woman. It was her job, whether she did it herself or invited her friends or whatever, to get him excited and up because it's a lot harder for a man. A man has way more responsibilities. And so it was their responsibility to get him excited and get him up and and doing the
1: job. I'm not and, sure about that. I mean, you know, a strong wind. And I mean, it's...
2: Ah. I mean, he was probably getting impotent at this point. He was, he was
1: having so much sex
2: and masturbating all the time that he was probably having trouble. And so he just projected himself onto the situation. It could be, but I mean, it's, yeah, some of it's
1: just, it gets interesting.
2: Well, along the way, he, his, one of his daughters was. On the, so now the family is spread out, and we talked about this last week, where they they were they were under the microscope in the U.S. So he shipped them around the world, yeah. into these little house communities, and he's now in exile. Nobody sees him, and then nobody actually really saw him for uh, up until he died. He disappeared, and he would communicate through the mo letters. His daughter was on a mission trip, and was witnessing to some guy who was a Muslim and she ended up having sex with him and she felt really guilty about it. So she called her dad, Mo, David, whatever, to confess to him. And he, in the phone call, claimed, told her that God had been speaking to him at the same time and that they had had this revelation at the same time and that this was the new way that they were going to start what he called flirty fishing. Yeah. And flirty fishing was all the women. Now, there's a debate raging as, a, as to whether it was voluntary or mandatory. I say it was probably voluntary with strong implications that if you don't do it, you're not in the will of God, you're not part of the family, you've got a problem, and so there was a lot of pressure lots of pressure to do it because I've read several of his mo letters where uh, a husband or uh, one of the, the leaders of the house would write about some woman who wasn't participating and he would just go off on them about how they were you know out of the will of God and out of the will of the church and how dare they and he would just use foul language you know, calling them all kind of names and basically calling them out. So there was a lot of pressure to do this flirty fishing. And the flirty fishing, and I'm, I'm going to put these links in to the show notes of, how, of the cartoons, the books that explain it. But here's the one. This is the original one. It's called The Little Flirty Fish. And this is from his True Comics. And I'm just going to read through this because it, it's, I think it's important. So I'm going to describe it. There's a gal who looks like she's at a disco, and it starts out. It says, after coming home from a night, a night out with friends where we had met Bill, David told me there was something very fine about him, but he was terribly lonely and desperate for companionship. Then in the early morning hours came the following prophecy. You hear and kiss the words that I have given to David, your father. You give them... you give them to these needy ones. You must not let self and pride enter. You must be so interested in them and their needs that you don't care what they think about you. Show them such unselfish love, sex, basically, and concern that they couldn't think more highly of you and they will love you more than they ever loved anyone because you're like the Lord, but they don't know it. You've got something they've been searching for all their lives and they need desperately. And then it shows this couple at a table. They're out on a date. And as you go down, it shows. It says, basically, make the lure so attractive he cannot resist it. Help her to catch men. Be bold, unashamed, and brazen to use anything she has, O oh God, to catch men for thee. Stretch out the fingers of your compassion and love and grasp hold of their heart and pull it towards the Lord. Each one of them seek after her. Um, and then he goes on, Are you willing to kiss many with my kiss of life? Through th- through thy death to thyself shall bring life to many that you would devour thee and feast upon the flesh. You flirt and entice them that they may be caught. Then it goes down, and now they're having sex. Now they're having sex. And he says, He says, uh, He devours the flesh for a moment, but he cannot consume thee. For I shall open his jaws and remove thee, and he shall swallow thee not completely, but my hook. He cannot remove, neither shall he remove it forever. Oh, I, the fisherman, can remove the hook, which is the gal, when he is safely within my net and added to my cradle, with more life of his own, except he be eaten and devoured by others, that he may bring life unto them. The bait is upon the hook, now that's the woman, and the hook is... And the bait and the fish, lo, these three become one, an inseparable uh, one body, pierced with love. The bait and the flesh become one flesh, both on the hook and of my spirit. So now you have them. She's lured him in. They're having sex, and it just and it goes on and on and on about how you're supposed to give them the time of their life, everything that they are asking for. Don't deny it. And at the end, you expressed to them about how this actually comes from Jesus. It's through compassion. It's because of love and on and on and on. But here's the here's the crazy thing. At the end of it, it shows the gal who is the flirty fisher. She's supposed to be envisioning basically that this guy is actually the, the, the person she's with, who she's prostituting for Jesus to. She's supposed to, in her mind's eye, see him as David Berg. That David is the one she's having sex with. So she'll put it all out for him. It's insane. He was such an egotistical maniac. Oh, yeah. And, and here's another one that I'm going to put in as well. It's called God's Whores. He was, he was, such a, he was so crazy. And this is all about how to be a whore for God. About how the women are basically here to be whores for God, not only to your husband, to any of the men in the house, to any of the men that you're picking up, any of the men who you run into. It's your job to basically use sex, use everything you have to lure them into the kingdom.
1: Yeah, which is just horrible. I mean, honestly, listening to all of it, that's bad enough.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, because mind you, these were, these were. Adult women who were in this group—they had kids, they had husbands, they they had—you know—they were supposedly part of you know this uh,
1: religion. Oh yeah, and I mean the thing is is his the 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 thing that bugs me the most about this, and it's the same with a lot of of cults and a lot of religions, where they use the Bible and they twist and they find certain verses that make it oh this is what. This verse is what makes this okay. Oh yeah. It's one of those, you know, like he said, he found Abraham and everything that had multiple wives. See, see, these were God's disciples and they had multiple wives. Well, then he found, you know, it's what, Matthew four nineteen. Yeah, that says, you know, be fishers among men or fishers of men. Yeah. Not with your wife. But not with your wife. It's supposed (laughs) to be you you get people to follow Jesus. Solomon,
2: Solomon had a lot of wives. There are there are, but that does it wasn't approved of. No, and it wasn't one of those things that, where he It wasn't something that was, that was good in God's eyes.
1: Yeah, and Solomon wasn't sending his wives out to go through other men to make them come to, come right. to you know, Jesus.
2: A lot of them were political marriages, and I'm not saying he didn't have sex with them or anything. I'm just saying, if you read through the Bible, that is not approved behavior. No. Uh, here's another one from True Comics that I'm going to put in. It's his view on rape, which is absolutely disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. It's all on the woman. It's not the man. In fact, if you find yourself, according to this, in a rape situation, you should use it for good. Give yourself to them and and give them the time of their life. I'm sorry to be laughing, but it's so it's so outrageous.
1: Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, it's so absurd that I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, a lot of things, like I've said before. I mean, there's a lot of things in this where if you don't laugh, you're going to cry because it's just so bad. Here's another one I'm going to put in there. This is this was one of his
2: uh, Mo letters, True Comics, the girl who wouldn't, and it's somebody who, like I said, he would, he would take questions from the faithful and sometimes they were true and other times he just made them up to to put his point out there and this is called the girl who wouldn't and it starts out, dear dear lori and tony thank you both for your letters and for the wonderful job you're doing and then he goes on to describe you know what to do if the girl doesn't want to have sex doesn't want to have a threesome doesn't want to have sex with him and how to how to tackle that and it, it's very graphic it's lot of nudity in the drawings and it's and then it always ends with are you obeying God it always ends up back you're, if you're not doing this you're not sacrificing yourself you're not sacrificing your body, body and all this stuff then you're not doing you're not okay with God <laughs> and so and then the last one I'm going to put in is, uh, is also very 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 disturbing and I, I caution you Again, I'm not putting these in here because I I want... This isn't for uh, scintillation. This is to just show you just a brief window into the sick mind of this dude because there are probably, I don't know, 400, 500, maybe more of these mo letters out there. And some not all of them dealt with sex, but a vast majority of them did. And he had a cartoonist... Who drew for him, and it's super graphic. Yeah. And this super one, graphic. this one is titled Dad's Sex Lesson, which is, and we only have a few minutes left, so we're gonna have to tackle this really fast. Dad's Sex Lesson, because one of the things that David Berg brought into this group that was the most disturbing about this is all super disturbing, but you could pass it off by like, well, they're adults, they made their own decisions. It was, you know, they were my their their minds were bent, whatever, but hey, they're adults at the end of the day, and they've made this choice. He introduced sex with little kids. And that is the most disturbing of all. He not only encouraged it, he demanded it. Yes. And young gal- young girls were to be taught the ways of sex as young as 11. And they were to be taught how to do it really, really well. And then they would get put on these schedules in, in with
1: all the, the men of the house. And but did it tell you who teaches? Who's supposed to teach them? Him. Either him or, in their, some of the other Mo letters, their, father. their fathers. Yes, their father. So and the mom, yeah. the mother is supposed to introduce the young boys. Yes. Into so sex, he's basically saying it's proclaimed by God yes. that you are supposed to teach your, your children. It's your duty. It's your duty to teach your children, and for them to have sex with each other. Yes,
2: and all the other kids and their and friends. Any parent and any adult who requires it. Yes, you could and not just straight up sex. For the for the young girls, they're supposed to learn how to please each other, and they were supposed to learn in groups. How to please the men in groups. It became so disturbingly sick. A lot of people started bailing out at this point. Which they should. Oh, pfft. how? The, the, and this gets us to our last point. The saddest thing, besi- I mean, this is horrible. So I guess I shouldn't say the saddest thing. The most amazing thing is nobody has ever done a day of jail time.
1: No. David Berg died. There's some very few cases that I I found in other countries. They raided them. Where some like uh, rando person spent like a year in jail. But it was usually
2: after they left the group and they they continued this practice. Yeah. Everyone, I, everyone I saw, they were tied
1: to them, but it wasn't while they were with the group. Yeah, it wasn't anyone in the group got busted. It was like someone that was tied to the group in some way. Yeah, like, or who had left the group. Left the group, something like that, yeah.
2: And, and was continuing. The, because, I mean, now they become a magnet for pedof- you know pedophiles. And it's really, really sad to go through and listen to a lot of the interviews with a some of the kids who are adults now who have left and what they went through but even worse listening to some of the adults who are trying to pass this off at, it was as if it was no big deal yeah like well it's just a thing it it's, was it's it was what you know it happened it, we're not proud of it at the time but at the time you know it was it was what we were supposed to do and 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 Father Moses. It's what the the, the prophet said we were supposed to do. Yeah, and and it was all okay. And hey, look, he did it. We have the the book of Davidito and it was sent out to all of us. It was how to raise our our kids in this this crazy sexual disgusting world. And here's you know, these kids, these poor kids were living in these houses. They were not allowed to go to school. Sixth grade was as much as they were allowed to do and they were sent out onto street corners to busk to sell religious knickknacks they had to practice smiling all the time they had to be ha- when they were in public they had to be happy all the time happy 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 they could never be sad and some of the young gals the young girls and and the young teenagers looked up to the women who were involved in all this flirty fishing stuff and that was something to to be achieved, to attain, to be invited, to to get asked to do that. That meant you had achieved something. And so they would practice on the house boys and men to get good enough to where they would get invited to be one of the flirty fishers. Now, they did have to cut it out. Flirty fishing had to end in the 80s because of the AIDS epidemic. And several of the women did catch AIDS. There were a couple of women who did die. And so the, you know, Berg's off in, you know, he's in the Canary Islands or somewhere, and they, they kept writing to him that we can't continue with this because we've got all these problems. We're having to send women to the hospital, and there's this disease going on. And that's why they shut it down. Yeah. They didn't shut it down because he got a word from God or because he didn't want it to continue on. They shut it down because they were starting to become liable for the health of these women who were catching AIDS and passing it on you know so aids started running rampant they lost a lot of members but there were a ton of quote jesus babies that yes. were born during this time and one of them
1: one of them was through Karen Zerby yep and that was one i mean everything i've read it was basically i guess they were staying in a hotel and she was pretty much doing the entire like everybody everybody in the hotel and, yeah, they, they somehow pinned it on a specific guy. Yep. And Wasn't he from, like, Argentina or yeah, somewhere? Yeah, something like that. And he, he basically pretty much, from everything that I've, like, I've read, and, I mean, who knows because from their perspective, that basically the way they told him that, hey, you this is your kid, was after the baby is born, they brought him into a room and said, you are the father of the, 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 the you know, the new Jesus. Right. And, th- and, and that's- he fucked right off and left.
2: And so so what happened? So she has this kid, and David Berg decides to adopt it and make it. He gets a word from God that this is the heir to the throne, and he is going to run the kingdom when when Berg passes on. And that's where we're going to leave it today, because where we're going to pick up next week is we're going to tell the entire story, just an awful story of
1: of Davidito. Ricky, Ricky Rodriguez, and I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I I'll mention him as Dav- Davidito, but I call him Ricky most of the time because that humanizes him. I agree. David, Davidito, agree. Davidito may, he is a story. Well, it's a, that it's was a name legend. that Berg gave him, and it's disgusting.
2: And when we go, what we go through with next week, and he had a sister, a, a sister that was uh, right close in age, and the parallel lives and what they had to go through and how they dealt with it on on the other side is an amazing story,
1: and it's one of those things that I noticed that they call him a sister multiple times, but I think it was actually more like a niece
2: yeah, we're going to get into that, but they, but so they were raised together they were raised together as brother and sister, as brother and sister but she
1: was technically the the daughter of his well, what would have been Berg's one of Berg's children right so but and that's what makes it all weird because I mean there's no relation to Berg but Berg really no relates that, to but being that's a what he farmer. wanted. They
2: were all family. Everybody were brothers and sisters. There was no structure as far as like, hey, this is officially your kid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Every, well, everybody was everybody's kids, and everybody was everybody's. Yeah. Aunt and, and then uncle. he also says too that it's kind of like relates to a farmer, where a farmer he doesn't actually plant, he doesn't. The seed isn't his. Right. But he he cultivates it and raises it. Uh, God. It, some of his weird things that he says, you're like, it kind of makes sense, but you're still a jackass. But yeah, and the one thing is too is I did want to say did I can't find anything that says yes or no but it's highly speculated on who the artist is on the true comics
2: well yeah i I've, I've i've never found it for a fact but we can say it yeah i mean we know that the phoenix so Joaquin River and yep. there's another phoenix brother their parents were involved in this and they yanked them and out they grew, yeah. when they were young yes uh, what a member of a former member of Fleetwood Mac was involved in this group.
1: Rose, I McGowan. think he's still in it. Is he? I, from some of the stuff that I I read, he's, he's still, still there. Good huh? Standing. Wow, I did not know that. So I thought it he was left one of at the, some he point. was like the original
2: guitarist. I think he was one of the original Fleetwood Mac guys. Who's yeah. uh, and and if you go, there's another you wouldn't recognize their, recognize their names, but there's artists and there's uh, some musicians. Yeah. and and it doesn't surprise me because one of the things. That they did do a lot of was learn how to act yep. in this they they had to act to survive, you had to act out on the street as they were
1: busking. you had to act in the home well, and there was the burg you know the the Berg family you know singers singers
2: yeah I mean, there, there was they a did band. a lot of videos they that's did how they
1: got a lot of the hippies in the very beginning when they were in huntington beach the 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 kids like i said they sing. had a,
2: they had an affinity for acoustic guitars they yeah. loved them yeah. they, they loved to sing it was part of the mind control anyway rose mcgowan who she was a she, you know she still remembers a lot of the abuse yeah. that went on there and it is pretty well known that her father was a top notch cartoonist graphic artist uh, illustrator and many 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 people attribute to all this art to her father and one of, the, one of the main takeaways is it's very, very similar to a lot of the art that he had already done. And when they left, most of the art quit
1: and they became photos. Yeah. So there's a lot of evidence that points to him. But nothing She's never but ever- said
2: yes or no. He's never copped to it. Yeah. There's never a name given on it. But if you side-by-side comparison, a lot of stuff he did in the, quote, secular world versus these letters... You can see the comparison, and the giveaway is is that when they left, they stopped all the Mo letters stopped having cartoon drawings or illustrations. They became photographs. Yeah, and then the other thing too is if you look which up, is worse, it is if you see when next yes. week, yes. next week when we put in the show notes. Oh my gosh. The photos that they put out—it is insane that nobody went to. J- it's amazing that they even allowed them out. They, on the- and,
1: and a lot of the ones that I saw, they put the little smiley face, so it almost makes it creepier. It's creepier. So really, but really, really, The other creepy. thing that's funny too is I wanted to say is if you look up David Berg, cartoonist, just know that it is not the David Berg that wrote for <laughs> Mad Magazine. No. 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 It's not the David Berg from the lighter no. side. He, there's also he a, was not that. If sick. you
2: just Google up David Berg, there's also like a country music singer. Yeah. And,
1: a, and I don't know, there's a few people out there. That's not the David Berg. Yeah, because I looked up David Berg cartoons to find some of this stuff, and all of a sudden I'm seeing the lighter side, and I'm like, wait, what the? Yep, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, no, that's not it. All right.
2: Well, so next week, so we're going to put all this stuff in the show notes. And if you go to the, if you, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole really, really deep, Yes. I don't recommend it, but if if you're fascinated with it for some reason, X Family, XFamily they have everything.
1: And everything. I do say this. I mean I don't I mean I don't recommend it, but I kinda do. Because it's kind of one of those things that I mean if you really want to see what happens, and this is the whole idea of like I completely believe groupthink is bad. Yes. Groupthink is absolutely. always always bad. And this really shows some of the things that how did they get people to follow this right group think is bad which is why we discuss on here a lot have
2: rational critical thinking yes. skills think for yourself do your own research don't just believe don't go along with the crowd uh, unless you've done all your research you know yeah it's read between what, the lines it's one of the things that that will probably one of the most important things you can do in your life is to learn critical thinking skills to learn to be rational, to learn to ask the right questions, and to do research, research, research. I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. All right, next week we're going to talk about Ricky Rodriguez and that tragic tale, and we and with that we will end on the uh, cult yeah.
1: section of our program. What do you got coming up this uh, Wednesday? Do you know? I think actually I, I, I've been thinking about it. Uh, it's going to be... I think I'm going to actually, it's going to be one of two cults or maybe two. Um, and they're, f- they're, they're more fun ones. The, the, the source, <laughs> the source family. We need some fun after all this. The source family. I don't stuff. know if you've ever heard of them. They're a very interesting one. They're the they're, they're two most considered the most beautiful cults. Okay. Uh, the source family are a Buddha, uh, Buddha field. Yeah. I haven't heard of them. So they're, they're two Buddha fields, a little, not as interesting. That one, if I do it, it might be really short. Right. Um, and then I'll go more into the source. That one's more fun i um, mean it ends tragically but it's more fun okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right well everybody have a great week thanks for hanging out with
2: us and we're looking forward to uh next week when we can wrap this all up with the the story of ricky rodriguez aka davidito it's a it's a mind bender and, and and uh, i think you'll be fascinated by it as well do your research if you want to look deep further into it we're going to put the links into the show notes I'm Big D. I'm Brandon Valentine. We'll see you next week right here on Down the Rabbit Hole. See you later.